Revelation uh, 18 begins the vision through 17 and, and carries through. Uh, but beginning in Revelation 18, then hear the word of God. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. And the earth was made bright with his glory, and he called out with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. For all the nations have drunk the wine and the passion of her sexual immorality. And the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. For her sins are heaped high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back as she herself has paid back others, and repay her double for her deeds. Mix a double portion for her in the cup she mixed. As she glorified herself and lived in luxury, so give her a like measure of torment and mourning. Since in her heart she says, I sit as queen, I am no widow, and mourning I shall never see. For this reason, her plagues will come in a single day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire, for mighty is the Lord God who has judged her. The kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of torment and say, Alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city Babylon, for in a single hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her since no one buys their cargo anymore. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly uh, wood, bronze, iron, marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots and slaves, that is human souls or human lives. The fruit for which your soul long has gone from you, and all your delicacies and your splendors are lost to you, never to be found again. The merchants of these wares who gained wealth from her will stand far off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning aloud, alas, alas, for the great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels, and with pearls. For in a single hour, all this wealth has been laid waste. And all shipmasters, and seafaring men, sailors, and all whose trade is on the sea stood far off and cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads, and as they wept and mourned, crying out, Alas, alas, for the great city! where all who had ships at sea grew rich by her wealth. For in a single hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heavens, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. 
And a mighty angel took up a stone, like a great millstone, and threw it into the sea, saying, So will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. And the sound of harpists and musicians, of flute players and trumpets, will be heard in you no more. And craftsmen of any kind will be found in you no more. And the sound of the mill will be heard in you no more. The light of a lamp will shine in you no more. The voice of bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, and all nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints of all who have been slain on earth. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for His judgments are true and just. For He has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of His servants. Once more, they cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. The twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who was seated on the throne, saying, Amen! Hallelujah! And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you His servants, you who fear Him, small and great. And I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give Him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. It was granted to her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. The fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. And I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Uh, let's pray and ask God's uh, blessing on, on us as we seek to look at his word. Then. Let's pray. Lord our God, we thank you that we can open, uh, open this book and read uh, this passage of scripture. Um, and Lord, believe that you speak to us. Uh, that we can hear what you have said uh, to your servants for us to, to know. Lord, we come tonight with many doubts, with many struggles, with many distractions, with many uh, pains and hurts, um, and we come to you with those things, asking for you uh, to be the one who meets our needs. We pray that you would lead us to Jesus even through this passage. We might see your love for us, though we are uh, guilty, though we are ungodly, though we are broken and sinful, uh, yet that there is a death that has redeemed us and restored us to fellowship with you. Well, we pray that you would uh, call us um, into obedience and following you, uh, that your spirit would be empowering us. Lord, we ask that we would be changed, that we would be transformed by your word. Uh, for you promise that your word does not return to you void, but accomplishes the purpose for which you sent it. Uh, we pray that that would be true in our time and at tonight, that Christ would be glorified. 
Uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> and the Gospels were told on, a, on a, one particular occasion, at least, mentioned in, in the uh, Synoptic Gospels, that people were bringing their children to Jesus, right? That they're bringing even their children to Jesus because they wanted Jesus to be, uh, to be touching them. But if you remember the story, what happens is the disciples don't really think that's such a good idea. Jesus shouldn't just be babysitting these kind of important things to do. And they, they rebuke them. And if you, uh, you can flip over, if you want, to Luke 18, um, Jesus calls his disciples to him, and he says to them, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And then he goes on and says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. This passage, I think, a lot of times that we love to, even just to be able to picture the, the, the beautiful image there of, of Jesus, who is, who is God come in the flesh, who has come to, uh, as the Lord of the universe uh, to die for our sins, to be our Savior. And there he is, stopping, maybe sitting down, and, and these little children up in his lap, uh, loving him and him uh, loving them. It's a beautiful picture to imagine these children in his lap. Why am I telling you this? Because we're in Revelation 18, not, not Luke. Um, here's why. As I, as I think about Revelation 18, um, that, that passage came to mind, and, and think about Revelation 18, and I kind of wonder about another kid uh, there, and then, then there's, there's another kid who's just kind of surrounded with toys, right? Surrounded with, with all of his favorite toys, uh, and hearing Jesus say, let the children come to me. As I read Revelation 18, I wonder, what, what would this kid do? Um, he's got toys around him on every side, um, Maybe there's some in, like, boxes that he hasn't even, like, gotten to yet or hasn't even opened yet. His favorite toys are there. Maybe his Spider-Man doll or her Barbie doll or whatever it is. He's, maybe he's even got, like, the, uh, you know, the portable computer. He's playing a, playing a game on that. Um, what would he do? If, if he's got all that around him, if he's surrounded that, does he even want to come and sit in Jesus' lap? Um, now, that's not in Luke 18. That's, that's not the Bible. Uh, it's not in Revelation 18. But in Luke 18, right after that passage, uh, what you have following is, is Jesus talking with the, what we all say, the rich young ruler. Uh, man comes to Jesus asking, what should, he, what should he do? And Jesus tells him, as he says, sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. It says about the man that he, uh, he was very rich, and so he was very sad. They left, they left very sad. Um, and Jesus says how difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The, the point uh, that I'm making, and the point that I think we see in Revelation 18 and into 19 is, is this. If you're, if you're sitting in the lap of luxury, are you willing to leave it? Or say this way, if you're, if you're already sitting in the lap of luxury, are you willing to leave it to sit in the lap of Jesus? I mean, where would you rather be sitting, right? Would you rather be sitting in a, 
luxurious hotel uh, somewhere with the, with the outdoor hot tub and you're kind of looking out over the Mediterranean or something and you've got, uh, you've got room service at the push of a button, you've got a personal masseuse, other people coming to take care of uh, whatever things that, that you need all at the push of a button, right? Would you, would you rather be sitting there or would you rather be sitting in like a cold hard church pew listening to the Bible, um, would you rather be sitting in prison maybe somewhere for the gospel like Paul? Or maybe just sitting in their dorm room wondering where you fit in and how any of this matters. Would you rather be sitting in the lap of luxury or in the lap of Jesus? Because they're not the same place. Uh, and it's, it's one or the other. You can't serve God and, and mammon. Um, it's not both. What you have in this passage, you have Revelation 18.4 says this, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her. Right? Here's this great city with all of her luxury, but the voice comes out of heaven and says, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. Uh, to put in the illustration I'm given, leave the toys. Uh, leave them sitting there and go and sit in Jesus' lap, because there you get to receive the kingdom of God like a little child. It's given to you. Right, in the passage, we're given uh, two different scenes. Uh, in the past is to help us want to get out of the lap of luxury and into the lap of Jesus, if you will. And the first of those is a scene of mourning, a mourning at loss, right? People are grieving uh, for the loss of this, of this great city. Have you all have seen, uh, seen I Am Legend? Or, uh, or maybe if you really know good movies, have you seen uh, 12 Monkeys? There's, both of those have, have scenes of, of New York City, but no one's there. Right, it's empty, it's broken down, it's desolate, and in both of them you have scenes where there's just animals roaming around. Like New York City, but there's just, there's just animals there, right? Um, and that's, that's the picture that we're given in the first few verses here. Fallen, fallen is the Babylon, uh, the great, now what is it? It's just, just a hall for, for wild animals, for, for demons, unclean spirits, but birds, uh, every unclean and detestable beast is just wandering around what once was the most uh, luxurious place here. And as the passage goes on, you see people mourning for her. You see kings, you see the merchants, you see the sailors even successively mourning the loss of her. Fallen, fallen is the great luxurious city. So what happened? So the city was so great, why did, it, why did it end up like this? It happened in an hour. It happened quickly. What happened? The passage is pretty clear. God judged her. Right? In the previous passage, uh, the, the, the city is featured as a woman uh, as well. It talks about God's judging her there. Again, it says uh, here uh, that, that mighty is the Lord God who judged her uh, in verse 8 as well as other verses. God, God's judged her. Uh, her sin rose up as high, uh, as high to heaven. Um, her religious idolatry. It's talking about the, the sexual morality. It's, it's talking about her uh, luring people into worshiping something else besides God, finding some satisfaction uh, elsewhere, religious idolatry and economic greed and selfishness and even her pride, right? I'm no wedding, widow, mourning I will never see. Um, even the blood of the prophets and saints is what's in her. She's opposed to God and murdering his people. Uh, to, if you look at the previous chapter with that woman, to put it this way, the hot prostitute of chapter 17 uh, isn't looking so good anymore. Uh, she's lost all her appeal. Uh, she's been judged and destroyed. 
And for all the people who sat in the lap of luxury, it hurts. Right? I mean, this is, this is like poetic laments of, of grief about what they've lost as they see her destruction from the kings, from the merchants, from the sailors. It hurts that they've lost that. It's like, uh, a picture this way, like walking through, a, walking through a mall, right? You go to the mall, you're going to get different stuff. It's there, and you You walk through the mall, and like, all the stores are deserted. Uh, you, you come up to J. Crew, and there's like not, nothing on the racks. The racks are like pulled down, there's dust and dirt like all over the place. And, and the whole mall's just that way. Some of them have like the bars down, some of them are still up, but there's just there's, there's nothing there, there's no people, there's nothing for you to buy. There's nothing for you to enjoy, nothing for you to deal with. No more Abercrombie, no more Banana Republic, or Ann Taylor, or Macy's. Um, I put it this way uh, if you go to watch the game, and there's no high-definition television, right? Or there's, there's a, it's just like a black-and-white little, like, little screen back in the day, right, with a little antenna somewhere. They're still trying to pick up a signal. Um, or if there's no TVs anymore, uh, no computers, no Xbox 360s. They're all, they're all dead now. Uh, they're all destroyed. No Wii, uh, no, no iPhone, no iPad. Uh, the droid doesn't at this point, right? Um, there's, 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 there's nothing. Uh, and they mourn. They lament. They grieve. They hurt because they've lost her. They've lost the things that they, that they built everything around. In other words, the lap that they've been sitting in is gone. Uh, there's no place of comfort and security uh, left. Do you remember Lot's wife? in the Old Testament, uh, mentioned in the New Testament as well, mentioned, do you remember Lot's wife? Uh, Lot, Lot and his wife lived in a, in a prosperous city, right, in, in Sodom and Gomorrah, but it was, a, it was a prosperous, abundant city, but the outcry of the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah had come up to God, and he was going to uh, destroy them, but Abraham inter- interceded for Lot, and so um, Lot, his wife, and his family are, are rescued before the city's destruction, and they're warned, as they're being told to go out, they're, being, they're warned not to look back. Not to look back on the city because they're being rescued, sent to another place of salvation. And if you remember Lot's wife, you know what she did was she, she looked back. They were leaving. Uh, she looked back and immediately uh, said she was turned into a pillar of salt. Um, her longing was for the city. Uh, her, her longing for was for where she was, not for where she was going. Her longing was for the city, uh, not for salvation mourning. You see mourning in this passage here. And if you notice this passage, we're given these two scenes to help us. Uh, it, it's not God's people that are mourning. Um, they, have a, they have a different hope. If the first scene is a scene of, of mourning uh, that, that helps us want to get out of the lap of luxury, because it ends in grief. Uh, the second scene of rejoicing helps us into uh, the lap of Jesus, to want to be in the lap of Jesus. The second scene is a scene of rejoicing, a rejoicing at victory. There's this loud noise of a multitude, of a roar in heaven, celebrating, cheering what's happened, rejoicing in it, right? What, what feels like loss to some evokes a cheer of celebration from God's people. They see all those things having been uh, destroyed to them. It's, it's, it's not the loss of all the things that made their life great. That really were satisfied for them or, or got them through the day. Uh, to them, it's the victory of God over the things that, that made their life difficult. 
uh, the powerful forces that worked against God, uh, even the things that tried to lure them away from Jesus. And three times you hear them, Hallelujah! Again, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Rejoicing in the celebration of His victory. I think to many of us, uh, the, the mourning kind of makes a lot more sense than the rejoicing. Right, like you get there, you're hearing all those things being gone, and we can relate to like mourning if there's if there's no more iPads or high definition TV or, or stores in the mall, uh, and rejoicing over that kind of thing feels weird. And it's helpful to realize right what the city is is representing. We've seen it some, but to come back to it, it's not just a destruction of this place, and it's not just a destruction of, of things in the world. As if those things are evil, gold is not evil. See other things later. The city of God being uh, being full of uh, of riches. Um, uh, but but what, what you see the city uh, representing, it's, it's representative of unjust, oppressive, luxuriant world powers through, throughout time, and not just nations, but uh, that are made rich by trampling over the poor, compromising in principle, um, hurting others, and getting rich off of others. It's, it's something that, in fact, Revelation 17 has said is supported by Satan. That's how it's got there. Um, but maybe the reason that we relate sometimes more to the mourning uh, than to the rejoicing is because we love luxury. Uh, because that, that hot tub on some veranda overlooking the Mediterranean still sounds very good. Like, my life would be happy if I could just hang out and stay there. Um, and Scripture warns us, come out of her, my people. Matthew uh, 5 uh, warns us, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust uh, destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. <clears throat> but still, it's great to get to go to a victory party. Um, and within the scene of the rejoicing, the, the imagery uh, shifts, uh, and it shifts from, from a celebration of victory, right, to what? To a celebration of, uh, of marriage. Um, beyond even the picture of Jesus' love for, for a child on his lap, right? Uh, which is a beautiful picture for us to think of. But beyond, uh, beyond the picture at 712, we're wrapping it up right now, um, <coughs> And stay with me for, for just this next. Beyond the picture of just Jesus' love for the, for the child on his lap, uh, is Jesus' passionate love and desire for the woman that he wants to marry, for the woman that he's about to marry. His bride has made herself ready, and they're exulting that the marriage of the Lamb has come. That's kind of fun to go to weddings sometimes. Uh, you, love to, you love to be able to get a glance at the groom's face when he's looking to see his bride uh, entering in and walking down to her. Delight in her. Um, and he loved to be able to picture uh, the beauty of the bride as, as she walks in. Here on the passage, uh, she's clothed in, in white, uh, pure uh, linen, uh, made ready for him. It's been granted that to her. Right, what we want isn't just the luxury of the, the big house and the riches. What we long for, often what we long for, is to be wrapped in the luxurious love of Jesus' delight in us. Blessed, it says, are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. It also leads to the new city, luxurious, pure city where God dwells with his people. 
just a little bit, we'll go, we'll go watch the game. Uh, and at the end of the game, they'll either be uh, mourning or rejoicing, depending on which side you're on. Um, right? It all depends on which side you're on. It all depends on where you've placed uh, your hopes, where you rest your heart. That's the game. When it comes to real life and history, um, we're, not wondering, we're not left wondering how it ends up. God wins. The revelation of Jesus Christ, Revelation 1.1, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take, take place. The lap of luxury becomes empty, becomes barren, and ends in grief and destruction. Uh, Jesus says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. We're invited to come and sit with Jesus. Let me close this in prayer. Uh, Lord our God, we thank you uh, for this invitation that calls us away from our desires, which are often stupid, but they seem pretty good to us. Lord, we want luxury. We think that's what makes us happy. We live in it all the time now, and these are the things we depend on. Uh, Lord, we want to rejoice at your victory. We want you to grant us to be clothed in Christ's righteousness, accepted and loved by him. Oh, Lord, change our hearts. Allow us to see this and follow you. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.